0: Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Imig, from 889. The FISERV Forum. This is probably the biggest story in Milwaukee right now. Everybody's talking about the future of this, uh, of downtown, really, and how it relates to this new arena. All the podcasts here in 889 are gonna be talking about. The Pfizer Forum, in one way or, or another. So, here on Urban Speedlon, we're going to be talking about the building, its features, and what it's going to mean as just a, a piece of infrastructure in Milwaukee. On our other podcast, This Bites, talking about the new food offerings at Pfizer Forum, and Tapped In, talking all about the entertainment lineup coming to Milwaukee with the new arena. So, that's all this week on podcast. We're going to get started here with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzilla, talking about just the footprint of this beautiful new building in downtown Milwaukee.
1: It's pretty incredible how it's already had this effect around it. I mean, part of the effect has been directly tied to it. Like the, you know, Freighter built its clinic and the the new training center Mm -hmm. there. They broke ground on the housing units that are going to be there right behind the freighter clinic there's a, a new hyatt hotel that's already open so there's you know there's a lot going on there
0: so obviously it's it's opening next week not open yet and uh just really interesting to see just really interesting to see how much has happened there just before it even opened yeah you know amazing. And i was driving by the the Pfizer form the other day and it was like i could really start to see it come together you know this the whole vision for that whole section
1: yeah. And it's amazing how it's sat for such a long time. That land is sat empty for such a long time that people, people were rightfully starting to get a very bad attitude about it. <laughs> right. um, so I think this definitely changes what people think of, of that part of downtown, you know?
0: So 17,500 is the capacity for basketball.
1: It's uh slightly less than the Bradley center, which was 18,000 and change. Right. Um, yeah. But I think they're going to be better seats. You know, I mean, uh, it definitely looks like it has more of that kind of vertical uh, rise. Like if you go to, we were talking about this earlier, the United Center in Chicago, it's just as big, but the seats, you know, the bowl sort of is much more vertical. So even if you're higher up, you're still pretty close into the action, even though you're higher up. Right. Whereas the Bradley Center tended to kind of like move outward. You moved up and out. Yeah. So I think this will be, this will be nice.
0: Well, it had a a second level too. I mean, it was, it wasn't just one bowl. So you were in the building when it was just getting under construction, right? I mean, this yeah, was-
1: it had walls and things, but there was no. They were. I was there the day they started putting on the, the ceiling, beams.
0: So you were there before the there was even a roof.
1: Yeah, there was no roof yet.
0: Wow. Right? Okay. So when you walked through then, when you walked through then and compare it to now when it's basically done, I mean, talk about a transformation. I. Oh yeah. You, I mean, were it was- you able to? Like envision the finished product when you. No, there?
1: not well. No, I mean you can tell it's an arena because you can see where the you know the, the framing is for the seats and all of that, and you get a sense of where the concourses are going to be. But it's all still open and nothing's finished. And um, now you see the pictures of the interior and it looks amazing. It looks like the concourses are super wide. Everything's bright. It looks re- modern, especially after the Bradley Center, which I you know never really felt very bright inside. It mm-hmm. felt very kind of. Cavernous and dark, and I think this is really going to be a, a big change.
0: Was that kind of the uh, the style of the time when when the Bradley Center was built? This kind of concrete, uh, hulking, you know? So yeah, it, it just all business. business.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't really pleasant on the inside or the outside, was it? I mean, uh, I have fond memories of things I've seen there. Yeah, but I don't think I have any real fond memories of. I, don't, I won't miss the <laughs> the building when it's gone. Right. Other than for the things that I experienced there.
0: Well, we should talk about that. Uh, the Bradley Center is currently being deconstructed.
1: Yeah, their last event was at the end of July, and then they almost immediately started taking it apart piece by piece.
0: So is there going to be a, a big, like, spectator implosion thing where people gather no, to watch no, the thing? No, no,
1: apparently not. They're, not. they're not doing an implosion. Uh, these days there's so much more deconstruction going on, and in large part because so much of the material gets recycled, which is pretty great. So and if, if you, you just blow it up, you can, it makes it harder to reuse things. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those facts of life. You it know? just is a blow fact it up, of life. Right? It's
0: hard to reuse. Well, we're going to continue our conversation about the new Pfizer Forum next on Urban Like, Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 Pride. 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 So the Bradley center is, is going to be deconstructed the, the finishing date. We, we still don't really know exactly when it's going to be fully done, but yeah. the process is underway and the Pfizer form, of course, the building is, is new. The, um, you know, the, it's got that roof, the, the kind of curved roof I love that you, I, I know, think, I, I know initially
1: people cool. were like snarky I, and I was too snarky about how it looked just like a big version of the East side bill <laughs> <Right. laughs> because it did and it does. Um, but that's okay. Doesn't I mean, bother me. I think it
0: works. I don't. Do you like it when you drive past? Do you, I think it looks good. The only thing I'm a little concerned about is like the wood paneling on it's the zinc. side. Zinc. Zinc. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like wood, right? It looks like it's woodish. It's got you know. I just wonder like, <laughs> are we getting close to the end of this like reclaimed wood thing? Oh, yeah. I know. I know it's well, not reclaimed be, wood. But it'll be it kinda, interesting to see how that ages. I don't know how that will weather over time. Right. It might
1: not look like wood forever, is what I mean. Okay. You know how like the Statue of Liberty was like a new penny when it was put up, but it sure doesn't look like that now. Right. Yeah. We'll see.
0: That's my only concern. But otherwise I just, you know, I love all the glass. I love the curve of the roof. You can just really see that this is going to be the arena that everybody's talking about this year.
1: And I feel like when I get a glimpse of it from other places, you know, I can sort of, I can see a bit of it from my office window. You know, if I go to visit other buildings, you know, you go on the roof, you can see it just all the different perspectives. I see it. I really like the way it sort of looks like it's nestled into the, into the skyline. It looks unique and stands out, but looks like it fits in at the same time. Whereas the Bradley center was just sort of a nondescript kind of nothing <laughs> on the sky, you know, in terms of skyline, I mean, you know, like when you right, see yeah, this, yeah, yeah. you'll recognize this as the arena in Milwaukee. If you saw the roof of the Bradley center, you wouldn't recognize it as that.
0: Right. Yeah. Nobody's going to be, you know, putting, nobody was putting the Bradley center on a postcard and saying, welcome to Milwaukee. Right. Right. Like,
1: this is And this is definitely postcard material. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I like that postcard material. Yeah. So, uh, also great to see, uh, that this is now sitting on Vel Phillips Avenue. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was excited. I tweeted that out as soon as I saw that. Cause I think that's great whenever somebody, I mean, this is going to get a lot of use whenever somebody sees a ticket for this place and an mm-hmm. ad for this place, Vel Phillips name is going to be out there. That is it's so gonna remind special. us of her contributions as you know.
0: So the official address is going to be 1111 Vel Phillips Avenue. Yes. I mean, she had to have known I think so, yeah. that that would be that way, and I know that she had been quoted as saying over the years that that was the one thing left that she really wanted to accomplish in Milwaukee was to get a street named after her for everything that she did.
1: Yeah, and, and I and I think it was a street that was important to her, to her life, you know. Um, and now it's a street that is going to be even more important to Milwaukee's life, and it's going to really make sure that we remember who she is.
0: Well, of course, you know, big conversation about the arena, the building, uh, but there's also all this other stuff happening right around it, including this, what they're calling the entertainment block right outside the arena.
1: Yeah. And these these are also called live blocks, apparently. And it seems like they're popping up all over the country. I went to, I saw one in uh, Louisville last year um, when I was in St. Louis earlier this summer. I saw one there. And when I noticed that the logo on that one was a little similar to the one in Louisville. I googled it and I realized that there's this company that runs these live blocks that runs like two dozen of them all okay. over the country. So what uh, is a live block? So it's basically just like an entertainment district that's attached to the arena. And also in St. Louis, it's adjacent to the Cardinal Stadium, Bush Stadium.
0: So it's closed to to regular traffic. It's all a pedestrian mall, basically, right, right yes. outside of the yeah. the entrance.
1: Yeah, and I you know I was a little skeptical about the closing of 4th Street because 4th was uh, really the only street from St. Paul that went all the way through downtown, mm-hmm. you know, everything else other than Water Street. But to see now the development that's going on there it's, and the, the fact that the first tenant for this, Entertainment block was Good City Brewing, yeah, a, a second brewery space, and then the news after that that they were buying the building at Century City, yeah, you know, just amazing. That's uh, worth closing the street for, I think.
0: So the entertainment block is going to have Good City Brewing, and then the Punch Bowl Social, yeah, what, what which is, is a that? chain
1: that's an out of out of state chain that it's you know it's like a bar and restaurant, but they have thing a bowling alley and all sorts, uh-huh. of, and they have ski ball and all sorts of. Arcade games and things like that.
0: That sounds pretty scony. I could see that. It does, yeah. I think that
1: (laughs) I think that'd be very popular here. Yeah,
0: it's a good fit. So the entertainment block is it is it full or are there still going to be tenants moving in or is it? I'm not sure about it. Okay, so plenty of stuff to do right outside of the new arena, the Pfizer Forum, and you know there's if you look at the master plan, there's this vision for transforming the whole block around it. You know, there's of course parking structures, but where the Bradley Center used to be, um, plans you know, to, to convert that into two separate different developments. Um, so all this, like, it looks like four buildings of future development planned mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, we don't really know if it's definite yet, but certainly a that's big... That's in the vision. Yeah, right, big That's vision. part of the vision, right. And then, of course, um, uh, Freighter's Sports Science Center, right there, adjacent yep. to the arena. And then, as you mentioned, um, you know, talk about how this is reverberating in the adjacent neighborhoods.
1: Right, and if, if you think, we, we did mention some of those things before, but also if you look just past the Freighter Building, there's that Hyatt that we talked about, but then you're into the Pabst Brewery site where the Milwaukee Brewing Company brewery is supposed to open mm-hmm. um, by around Labor Day or so. So there is really all this kind of stuff that's happening nearby. And, oh, and uh, Mike tell from the Nomad, Uh, took over the restaurant space at Turner Hall, which had been closed for a little while. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think there is a sense that there's been a lot of talk about something happening on the corner of uh, 4th and State. So, you know, I think it really is reverberating already through the neighborhood. And I'm sure that business owners on 3rd Street there, the bar owners and restaurant owners are hoping it's really going to go well for them there too.
0: Now we just need the bucks to be really good. Yes. That's that's the last piece, right? (laughs) Well, all eyes on the Pfizer Forum as it opens next week. We're talking all about the new forum um, on podcasts here on 88.9, including the food, the entertainment lineup, all that. So make sure you check out radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts for the complete Pfizer Forum drill down on our podcast. Podcasts on 88.9 are produced by Tyrone Miller. Handcrafted Sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from your membership and from On Milwaukee. You can subscribe to this podcast at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts on iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts. On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo, thanks. Thanks, Thanks, Nick. Nice, nice.